Blog Talk Radio. Come on, guys. Appreciation to the men and women of the United States, United States Armed Forces, men and women police and fire services. <clears throat> um, I'm just getting a message. I just sorry. Um, the doctors and nurses in the hospital and first line of COVID, especially the first responders and Bob's favorite people, the people that stock those shelves in the supermarket. Um, which one of our our uh, host here is now doing. Uh, so the, Mr. Caden is uh, at work tonight, and he's going to call in on his break. Uh, Bob, how you doing tonight? My fault. Oh, how you great. doing tonight, Thanks, Bob? Um, very good. 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 We're, we're happy to have you back. Uh, for those of you who had uh, sent me the email earlier in the week, uh, Yes, Bob was was out last week. He wasn't feeling very well. Uh, Bob, how are you feeling tonight? Uh, 
I feel like I'm I'm recovering pretty well, but uh, man, this last week I've gotten really caught up on some sleep. My voice isn't quite back yet, but uh, thanks for the calls and concerns. I really appreciate that. Good. We have a, a guest. Uh, we've been on the air now. This is our 20th year, and we have a guest that's uh, coming on with us tonight, who probably the most visited uh, guest that we've had, and that's uh, ring announcer Bob uh, Alexander. Uh, just give you a little information. Bob uh, actually played football for me in a uh, semi-pro. That was at that time uh, the training um, training farm team for the uh, arena football. He played for the uh, Venice Vikings. And uh, my son, I had the, the pleasure of coaching Bob with my my son uh, Bob, um, and was a uh, he's a terrific guy. He's a announcer with, uh, I'm sorry, a coach with um, uh, the Heart uh, Operation, and uh, his, uh, he himself is in a little bit of a uh, uh, medical problem this week. Uh, so we're going to call him and uh, talk to him in a few minutes. But, uh, uh, we want to we want to start the show out uh, saying our deepest uh, sympathies out to uh, family of Trooper. Uh, Nelson Grady, who uh, was was Florida Highway Patrol officer that was killed in action, um, along with uh, uh, Trooper uh, Zachary Ben in the last two weeks. So um, our uh, our condolences go out to their family, uh, the brothers and sisters in all law enforcement, as well as the um, Florida Highway Patrol. Uh, Bob, uh, your buddy. Uh, Justin seems to be uh, coming back in against Mark, Mike Holloway on the UFC uh, 300. Is that right? Well, we're hoping so. It hasn't been necessarily confirmed yet, uh, Dana. I mean, that, that's a well-talked about, uh, well-wanted fan. I mean, the fans want to see it. Max Holloway is a freaking legend. Uh, Gagey right now has got the BMF title. Um, so a BMF uh uh, a matchup between Holiday and Gagey would be phenomenal um, uh, to see. Dana White hinted that there's two more two more fights yet to be announced for UFC 300, and we're hoping that that's uh, that's one of them for sure. Yeah, Dana was interviewed recently right after his, like, that new series he's got, the Slapping People in the Face series. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and that's when the reporter asked him the question. And so it's still rumored, and we're hoping that happens. Good. Caden, what do you think of that one, that matchup? Uh, between Holloway and Gaethje? Uh Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's unlikely to happen. Just because of uh, the weight, the weight difference. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, if if it were to happen, that's a that's a, a definitely a, a no brainer. At least for for money wise, you got the BMF versus someone who is you know people know who he is a BMF and is a an absolute legend. Mm-hmm. But uh, mm-hmm. I do think that is unlikely. I, I want to say uh, thank you for having me. I haven't, I haven't been on in a while, and I've been I've been working. <laughs> Yeah, I've been good playing to be back on. Today I got Go a 11-hour uh, shift. No, no. You beat a man. Yeah. Well, I've been holding this one back, uh, waiting for you for two weeks now. Volkanovski, what do you think about what he's coming up with Makachevich? Aiden? With a Makachev? Yeah, I I do think that uh, I I don't know because well he has to fight uh, Yair first, right? Or, or is he already mm-hmm. fight Yair? I've been out of the I've been out of the loop for a little bit. Yeah, he he's um, already fought Yair. He already fought Yair, and he, he beat Yair, yeah. right? Yeah. Right. So I don't I don't know because I mean just just due to the fact that um. Yeah, Makachev's beat him twice, and the last time it was not pretty. It, it was, yeah, 
he, he beat he beat Volkanovski handedly. I think it was in the first round uh, with, a, with a knockout, and uh, it was it was unlike any other Volkanovski performance I've ever seen. And uh, I feel like you, you, see, you see fighters, you know, great fighters, and even even fighters that aren't aren't great. You know, uh, mm-hmm. you always see some sort of downward spiral at some point. Uh, yeah. you, you know, Volkanovski has always been known for his you know, steady performance, steady performances. But you know, so was mm-hmm. so was Kamar Usman. And uh, you know, look look what happened to him. So so was Chuck Liddell. Look what happened to him. Everyone, everyone has their time, and uh, I love Volkanovski, but I, I do think it, it, it might be coming up. Yeah, his time might be coming up to uh, to maybe uh, make way for a new champion. So I, I, I don't think he fights Makachev again. If he fights Makachev again, mm-hmm. it's because it, I don't know. <laughs> I don't, I don't know why. <laughs> what do you think, uh, Bob? Yeah, I'm with Kane. I don't, you know, after Magajev's beat him already twice, I mean, I know Volk wants that shot, and it'd be a good money fight. And, again, again, they're both crowd pleasers, so, you know, the money would be behind it. Uh, It just, you know, doesn't make sense. Mm Mm-hmm. All right. And then welcome, uh, Mr. Tony. How you doing tonight? Good, sir. Good to hear you guys. Sorry, I was a little late. I got stuck at work. No problem. Okay. We were... uh, and you can't Just, rough uh, throw pie. That's great. Oh. Tony, <laughs> hey, what do you think about uh, the uh, decision that uh, Connor Ben got over uh, uh, Peter Dobson? I didn't get a chance to watch that one, so I really don't know much about that fight. Uh, I heard bits and pieces. It sounds like it was a mess. Still there? Oh. Frank, where you at? <laughs> Hello? That's your right. Everybody here? Yes. Yeah. Okay, just checking. I'm trying to get Bob on the uh, on the line. Uh, joining yeah, us from the uh, yeah, uh, joining us from the far north. I see uh, uh, Mr. Ty. How you doing tonight? I'm well, man. I'm well. How's everyone doing this evening? Great. Good. 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 Uh, Outstanding. Good. So a question for you. Uh, Shakar Stevenson. Um, he's looking for his last big payout before he retires. My question is, will he retire, or is this just a, a business decision to try and get people to look at him again? Yeah, I don't, you know, not to sound redundant, but just like I said last week, uh, you know, he's 26 years old. He's frustrated with the business. And, you know, at 26, we're a little bit more temperamental than we are at 36 and 46. With that said, I think uh, as soon as something shakes free, um, he will be looking to fight. Remember, he was a guy calling out everybody, and a lot of people were avoiding him. And I think the frustrations of the business have just uh, allowed him to erupt. And, again, um, we live in the age of social media, so a temper tantrum uh, can be out there for the world to see. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, what about that uh, Ryan Garcia versus Devin Haney fight that's coming up? Yeah, I'm looking forward to that fight. You know, they, they're three and three against each other in the amateurs. They split six fights in the amateurs. Um, obviously, Devin, you know, is the more technically astute fighter. Uh, but Ryan is so dangerous. That's why I always overestimate him, um, just because, he, you know, he has marvelous gifts. Um, but he just has it put it together. Uh, consistently like Devin Haney. So that's the fight I'm really looking forward to, and it, it just got signed, what, like a couple of days ago or today? So. Yeah, I think so, yeah, a couple of days ago. But that, that's something I've been I've been noticing a lot more with boxing recently. Um, seems like people are starting to realize that the, the best need to start fighting the best, and uh, I, I feel like that's 
really prevalent with Ryan Garcia. Yeah, and you're absolutely right. Going you're absolutely what right. Does. Yep, you're absolutely right. It's been a you know it's been a banner start you know to the year in boxing. We had a good year last year, but a big part of that too is is because Showtime, Showtime and when Showtime pulled out of boxing, um, it killed the best cross-street rivalries that weren't allowing fights to happen. Let's do that trend continue. No, I'm, I'm going to be on the show in a little bit. I'm gonna, we're going to hear Okay. Gonna make hey, sure guys, we're, uh, okay. we're joined by a uh, guy okay, was telling Bob earlier, uh, we've been on the, sh- on the air now 20 years, and one of our uh, most visited guests is uh, the guy that we have on the line yeah. now. It's uh, Bob Alexander. Um, Bob, as everybody knows, is a worldwide known uh, ring announcer. Uh, a tremendous um, disc jockey uh, and has been in the business a long time. But most most importantly, he's the, a member of the uh, Boxing Hall of Fame uh, and uh, we uh, a, a member of the board of uh, Boxing Hall of Fame, I should say. Uh, so, Bob, we want to wanted to uh, say hello and uh, have you back on and say thank you for uh, your um, long-term friendship as well as your long-term friendship to the show. Absolutely, Frank. It's great to talk to you and great to talk to the, all the other guys. And uh, I'm just uh, – <laughs> right now I'm thankful to be here and be on the show because uh, after something that happened in the last two weeks, there was a real good possibility that I may not even be here right now. So mm-hmm. um, I just want to say a big thank you uh, to my, my, my family who helped uh, get me in the hospital and get me uh, on the road back to recovery. So uh, I'm just laying low and doing what they all tell me to do. And, uh, of course, that gives me time to bone up on some of the fights and what's going on in the business. And, uh, yeah, I'm very excited about this year. Um, We've got our our, uh, three-day induction weekend, uh, the final weekend of June. It'll be at the – it's – Oh, goodness, my mind's just uh, half shot. Um, Lake Carroll, I believe, is the name of it. Um, the, um, ah, well, I'll, I'll figure it out before we say goodbye. <laughs> yeah. Uh, up in, yeah, we've we got a great weekend. What's that? Is it in St. Petersburg, the Carillon? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's what I thought it was. I knew you'd come um, and save, save the day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a wonderful hotel. Uh, uh, we just yeah. got a retirement party up there. So, um, yeah, beautiful nice people, place. good people to work and, with. Uh, oh, yeah, easy to work yeah. with. Very nice mm-hmm. so place to just come relax and, you know, enjoy the festivities mm-hmm. and, you know, meet all the folks who are going to be there. And it's just uh, – it's just, it's a great time. I mean, everybody, mm-hmm. a lot of the fighters that are inducted come back to, you know, to visit. And uh, so it's just, uh, mm-hmm. it's it's a great time. It's a wonderful way to pay tribute to the sport that we love. Yeah, we'll definitely be up there this year because you're inducting uh, one of the, uh, another guy who's a very, very, very close to our hearts, and that is uh, um, Edna Cherry. Oh, yeah. Yep, he's one of the uh, top inductees this year as far as fighters go. Uh, yeah, him and uh, uh, Jose Chelo Alonso is a, a huge, huge fight draw up in that area when he was fighting. Mm-hmm. And, of course, uh, having, having a world champion, John John Molina, going in, That's he's kind of like our Great. top guy. So it's going to be Great. a lot of fun. Yeah, Bob, earlier in the week we were talking, and I, I asked you to pick out your top five uh, boxes of all time. Can you share that with the, with the panel? Right. Absolutely. Um, okay. Number one, I'm hoping I get the, get the order right. Um, but number one, I had Sugar Ray Robinson. Number two, Muhammad mm-hmm. Ali. Uh, number three, uh, Roberto Duran. Uh, I think four, I picked uh, Sugar Ray Leonard. And number five would be, because I'm prejudiced, I'm from Detroit, Michigan, and uh, I take as much pride as I can in my hometown. And the fact that the guy won the first man to win 
four world championships in four different weight classes. And that was back, you know, before they had, you know, the super enormous welterweight, featherweight division. You know what I mean? It just, it was mm-hmm. at least halfway, you know, controllable. But mm-hmm. anyway, Tommy the Hitman Hearns uh, was my number five guy. So I know there's so many on that list you could pick, especially from the old time, you know, the, you know, the, the Henry Armstrong, mm-hmm. and, you know, the Harry Grabs, the funny. Harry Grebb, the Barney Rosses, Ike Williams. I mean, it's hard to, to come up with, with just five names, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But hey, Ty, you're a I don't, historian. Uh, you have, would you add anything to that list? You know what? It was funny. I was listening to Bob, uh, you know, go down his list. And I was like, okay, one, yeah, two, yeah, three, yeah. Four, yeah, I guess so. And then when he got to, <laughs> and when I got to five, you know, I'm, I'm, I start thinking, and all these names are running through my mind. Like I said, one of the first names that came to mind is Harry Grab, you know, Joe Lewis. Right. So many names that came to my mind. And then when he said Tommy Hines, I was like, you know, if we're talking during my lifetime, then yeah, you know, I started thinking and building in my mind on Hines, and the only thing I think. The reason why Hearns gets underrated, if if that's a thing with Tommy Hearns, right? But I believe historically the reason why he gets underrated is just because his losses were bad. He, he lost. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he, uh, you know, except yeah, for the Hall of Famers. famous. Yeah, it's just that his yeah. losses were bad. But no one could outbox the guy. Point blank. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I, the way I look at it, I agree with you 100. percent and uh, I think the uh, the issue uh, with, with, with Tommy is that uh, the thing that I, I give a kind of a, a, a feather in his cap is that both of the two big losses, the first, the first Leonard fight and the Hagler fight, he could have won both of those fights. You know, he was he was on the the uh, hair's breath from winning the fight. You know, uh, against against Leonard, he was ahead on points. And if the, the fights were twelve rounds back in those days, he probably would have won the decision. But you know, fifteen rounds back in the day, you got to give Leonard credit. He fought through it, and he got the stoppage when he did. And the what can you say about the uh, the Hagler, you know, Hearns fight? That was the most amazing round. To me, in boxing history, I can't think of a better round ever where two guys from second one to second, you know, three minutes, that they just stood and gave each other the best they had. And the best was back then was them. They were the best. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And you know what, Bob? I think something that people don't consider, too, that has to be considered is out out of the four kings, he was the only one that completely obliterated Durant. Oh, yeah. He yeah. wasn't even close. I mean, he just yeah. flattened him. And you, you don't see Roberto Durant going face down on the canvas like he did that night in Vegas. No. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hey, uh, Caden, I know you're on a short leash here as far as time getting back to work. How about uh, going over uh, Tom Aspinall paying over uh, – KOing uh, uh, Sergey pa- Pavlov. Pavlov. Well, that's a. I mean, relatively, that's kind of a little throwback, but yeah, I mean, that was um, oof. even leading up to that fight, uh, I was I was you know saying that that Aspinall was going to win, Aspinall was going to win, Aspinall was going to win. Even before that, when um, he went to fight, uh, uh who was it? I, I feel he was like Curtis Blades, where he got hurt. Yeah, Cur- Curtis Blades. Yeah, Curtis Blades. Where he broke <laughs> yeah. his leg, and uh, before that fight, I really thought that you know, he he was on top of the world. He really was on top of the world, and he was flying into that fight, doing really well, and then that leg kick <laughs> just kind of set him back, set him back, and uh, sitting there with my friend watching the uh, watching the fight, he had no idea who Tom Aspinall was. So I was like, all right, before we watch the fight, look up, look up some, look up some highlights, look up some highlights. Because, you know, he's kind of one of those guys that goes big on, you know, if, if you have power, you know, and you're exciting, you're going to win the fight. But no. But mm-hmm. no. 
Uh, mm-hmm. Tom Aspinall went in there, used his technical abilities and his you know, his weird body movement, his so unorthodox body movement, just to you know, be, just evade that power and keep keep uh, Sergey at, at bay. And you know, he knew his strengths. He knew he knew the length of the fight, and he used that to his advantage. He, he saw the opening. Because you know, when you when you have a you know, big power puncher like that, and you know, Sergey's never not going to swing big. So he, he saw that opportunity, stepped to the right, and just gave him that nice little counter, followed it up with some good shots, and so he went fly, uh, face first onto the canvas. It's absolutely beautiful. Mm-hmm. But I feel like what about is what's next. You know what I mean? It, it, between him and John Jones, I've always been a big John Jones guy, but right now I'm liking Tom Aspinall over John Jones. I, I've never said that before except for after the Dominic Reyes fight. You know what I mean? Like Dominic Reyes, mm-hmm. I think, maybe you got the maybe got the better of, of John Jones that, that night. But uh, mm-hmm. you know what? The, the scorecard didn't show that, and uh, really can't really can't reverse that now. Really can't okay. put a put a loss on his record now. But if he were to fight Tom Aspinall, and as and if that does happen, I'm riding with Tom 100%. I think he's going to be the guy to actually beat John Jones. But uh, that's oh, I gotta I gotta clock back in. Oh my God! Uh, I'm running late. <laughs> with with a statement like that, we have time. to go to our head baker, uh, uh, Tony. Uh, <laughs> you have that recipe for crow? Oh, I, 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 I got everything. Okay. I'll, I'll see y'all. I'll see y'all next week, hopefully. But uh, always love being on the show, and uh, I hope I'll be on next week. Thanks, Caden. Great to hear from you, Have a good week, I know. Thanks, thanks a lot. Too, He's squeezing in his, uh, his lunch hour to Take care talk now. to us. Hey, I got a, a question for uh, Tony. Um, uh, Keyshawn uh, Davis had a uh, controversial win over Bedroza. Um, what do you think about that one? Unfortunately, I missed that one. I didn't get a chance to see it. Um, okay, Ty? I'd love to hear about it. Well, it was a controversial Ty? stoppage win. It was a controversial right. stoppage win. So that's the difference, right? A controversial win could mean he didn't really win the fight. He was robbed. Now, this is a fight Kishana Davis was dominating. Um, and, you know, there's questions about the stoppage. But... Jose Pedraza, especially at that weight and at this age, is more of a trial horse. And, you know, with that being said, Keyshawn Davis has the test. Um, which next is what's interesting in regards to he and where he goes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Hey, uh, Bob, as, as, our, uh, as we approach our Title IX question, I'm sending it right out huh. to you. Uh, Rachel, Rachel <laughs> Pennington versus uh, yet last at uh, Myra uh, Silva. Uh, what would you think about that one to win the belt? Yes, he did. Well, congrats to Raquel Rocky. All right, uh, she's from Colorado. I'm pretty sure. Um, and uh, trained with some people that I know. Uh, but, yeah, so she outlasted uh, uh, what's her name, um, Maya. Um, and she, went, she won, ended up winning the vacant yeah. bantamweight title. So it was a unanimous right. decision, went all five rounds. Um, she really what, – what changed the fight, first round was kind of run by uh, uh, Maya. Maya was doing some grappling, got her back and stuff. But by round two, Pennington did what she does, and, and she threw those hands, and she rocked her up pretty good. And like we always said, you know, say everyone's tough till they get a fist in the mouth, you know. <laughs> So it changes things and it kind of, kind of changes the momentum of the fight. Speaking of that, I want to kind of, before we move on, circle back to what Caden was saying about Aspinall. Aspinall is good. I think him and John Jones both fight off their back feet. Uh, his, you know, Aspinall's opponent, uh, Pavlov, was coming forward for most of the fight. But uh, Aspinall just fights off that back foot. He had a little bit better head movement. But, you know, and I'll go to Ty and Z and stuff on this, you know, with the boxing if, if you put too much weight on that back foot, you got to come back forward. And and so I think John Jones has got the better lateral head movement versus Aspinall, and Aspinall is going too far back, and he's going to come forward one of these days and get clocked. But anyway, so going back, I just I wanted to throw that in. Wish Caden was on the phone mm-hmm. for that. But, um, 
Yeah, so real proud of Rocky for, for bringing on the interim champ. I will make sure that uh, tomorrow morning uh, when he gets up, the, uh, I will go back into the archives and play that special for him for his breakfast. All right. Okay. Okay, and I love you. <laughs> hey, Tony, um, um, one of the uh, – where is it? Uh, damn it. <clears throat> One of the things you talked about last week was the uh, the bout for, that uh, Teofino Lopez and uh, Jaime Ortiz. Uh, that was Thursday night. Uh, you want to talk about that one? Uh, I remember we were talking about it. I didn't see that fight, unfortunately. But all right, well, I mean, you know, it was a contra- that was a, a controversial win uh, for Tito Lopez. A lot of people thought Jaime Ortiz did enough to win. Uh, Jermaine Ortiz, I should say, I'm sorry, did enough to win. Um, it, it reminded me a lot of Tiafimo's fight against Sandu Martin. Um, it seems mm-hmm. like he has a hard time cutting off the ring on guys who know how to move and pot shot a little bit. Uh at the same time, you know, he, he's a guy who seems like he runs a little hot and cold. And um, mm-hmm. he didn't have his best game, and he had a hard time catching up to Ortiz, and, and that's why the fight looked the way it did. Uh, mm-hmm. So, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't – I didn't really score the fight, but uh, at the end of the fight I was like, man, Ortiz might have won this. So uh, what's mm-hmm. the best performance by Tiafimo Lopez – as far as what I think he's capable of, it doesn't take anything away from that. But as far as his star power and his draw, performances like that, obviously they hurt a little bit. So. Mm-hmm. All right. Bob, what do you think? Uh... I'm, uh... Go ahead. I'm curious to, uh, to talk for a moment about the uh, Munguia fight when he uh, stopped uh... – I believe it was John Ryder, I think, nine rounds, I think it was. Right. The, only, the biggest yeah. reason I take you know, notice in that is that that appears to where we're going to be headed for the next fight for Canelo Alvarez. Mm-hmm. Ooh. After he got that win, but, now they're starting to talk. I mean, the guys, the guys like 43-0, and 0, you know, right. so it's not like uh, Alvarez is taking on, you know, somebody that's not uh, – you know, not worthy of, of the, the shot. But I'm just sure. curious to get you guys take on, uh, you know, where, what kind of chance he has and, you know, what, what can he do, what, what's good for him, what's bad for him. You know, is this a good fight? You know, is Alvarez going to be, you know, tested in this fight or do uh, you, know, you think he's got just too much for this young fellow? Let's go, uh, let's go to our, our total insider, Mr. Bob. Mr. Alexander, what do you think? I personally think that uh, I, I don't know if he's got everything to you know, to beat Canelo, but he certainly has as many credentials as anybody that's out there to fight Canelo at this point. And mm-hmm. because of his undefeated record, I think that, uh, you know, he's going to be a good draw, you know, uh, especially with the Hispanic community, you know, between mm-hmm. the two of them, you know, uh, I, I think it's a dynamite, it lines up to be a dynamite fight, one that we you know, maybe haven't had recently, you know, especially mm-hmm. with a guy like Canelo, because when Canelo fights, people show up. Mm-hmm. And they buy, they buy pay-per-view, you know. Great. So. Great. Ty, what's your thoughts? Well, I'm still not convinced that the fight uh, with Canelo and Munguia happens. I'm not convinced that happens at all. Even though I've heard it bantered about, I still believe that he is going to end up fighting Jamal Charlo. The reason why I believe this is because, uh, you know, Jaime Munguia is with Golden Boy Promotions, Oscar De La Hoya. And Mm -hmm. Canelo, before he fought Jamal Charlo, signed a three-fight deal with PBC, which hasn't been doing business with Golden Boy Promotions. And he's in a second mm-hmm. fight of that deal, which means 
that this fight and his next fight more than likely will be against the PBC-affiliated oh, fighter. With that being said, if that fight were to happen with Jaime Munguia, then you would know that Oscar De La Hoya uh, would be, in my opinion, looking to cash out Jaime Munguia. Like, all right, he's 43 years old, he's in his prime. You know, we finally could get this big money fight. Yes, whatever you guys say over at PBC, we'll sell them out to you guys and make this fight happen. Um, outside of that, the business aspect of this points to him fighting um, someone from PBC. But if that fight were to happen, um, Munguia is more alive now than he were he was, you know, three or four years ago. But um, he's still too uh, defensively challenged. Uh, for him to beat Canelo. Mm-hmm. All right. Hey, Bob. Uh, uh, Bob. Uh, no, I'm sorry. Tony. Um, Joshua Boosty is calling out Dimitri Bival. Is that a good or bad thing to do? Bad. <laughs> what? That's all I got to say. <laughs> bad. He must have been Helen. He must have been Helen Class or what? I know when they had you on the stand, uh, if they ask you a question, you said yes or no, and you didn't go any further. So uh, you want to mm-hmm. try at least to expand a little bit? Well, Bivol right now, you know, no one really wants to mess with him in that class. So I'm uh-huh. calling him out. Nobody's taking him out right now. He's, he's got a ways to go. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, Bob G., uh, what did you think about uh, Leon, Edward, Leon Edwards uh, uh, dominating uh, Kobe Covington? Good. I, I, I mean, uh, I'm just tired of Kobe's mouth. I, I, I can't get over it enough. I know this is the new the new generation is, is talking trash on, on Facebook media. I hate it. I can't stand it. And, and Kobe Covington is a great athlete. He's a phenomenal wrestler, uh, this and that. And I'm, and I'm glad uh, Leon Edwards was a class act. Uh, ended up getting the decision in round five. Um, I, I'm, I'm glad. I just, I, I, I just want Kobe to shut up. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you want to tell us your real feelings? <laughs> no, I, just, I, 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 I just get so irritated with this stuff. I mean, this, that, you know, these kids nowadays, they, they Facebook, like, hey, you want to fight? Oh, let me Facebook stalk them first, and let me say, they talk some trash, and let me create some drama and stuff. Kobe Covington, you know, said something like uh, in the press conference, you know, hey, I'm going to meet you in the seven layers of hell, and we'll go meet your dad. You know, Leon Edwards, <laughs> dad's dad. You, you know, so I, I'm, I'm kind of over it. You, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's you're, you're drawing a line. I, I, I get it. You can you can start a little beef to get some media and stuff, but man, you got to leave that stuff out of it and, and be personally attacked right. and stuff. You know, <clears throat> you're gonna get right. stabbed on the way out of the venue. You know, I just don't like the trash yeah. talk. Right. Hey, uh, um, Bob. Uh, Alexander, um, uh, one of our contributing uh, editors is always uh, Benny Henderson, Benny the Big Dog Henderson. Uh, Benny's mm-hmm. back uh, writing, uh, as everybody will know, is back writing for Doghouse. Uh, they're coming back out in June. Yeah. Uh, they're coming out with a full magazine again. But uh, he brought my attention to something. Uh, Austin Trout okay. uh, has decided to go over to bare knuckle fighting and uh, – he won the title there, uh, uh, walking in the, his, uh, actually his first fight there. Um, what's your thoughts on that one? Is that a good move, bad move, what? Frank, I apologize. I'm, uh, I was talking to uh, one of my doctors here, so I, I didn't get to, I didn't get to okay. get the whole question. Sorry. Yeah. So, Austin Trout, what uh, went over to bare knuckles fighting? Uh, oh, okay. And is that a good move, bad move, what? I, I don't know. I mean, I, I have such mixed feelings. I mean, I've, I've, you know, worked a lot of bare knuckle fights as an announcer. I was inducted into the bare knuckle hall of fame uh, this past summer, so it means an awful lot to me. I just, uh, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes when these guys try to make this move, you know, a good friend of ours. Uh, who is in the Florida Boxing Hall of Fame, Nate Campbell. He was considering mm-hmm. doing some bare knuckle 
And uh, mm-hmm. thank goodness we talked him out of it because, you know, it's it's gotten better. I mean, it's not it's not uh, you know, you're still going to get all kinds of blood. You're still going to get cuts from you know, the first round on. They are starting to use it more as a you know uh, from a boxing standpoint strategy and mm-hmm. not just go out and pull away and then the fight's over in 30 seconds, you know. Um, but, I don't know, you, you take one guy, it's got to be one guy at a time and one case at a time. But um, unless you're you know, still pretty young and you still have a, you know, a lot of athleticism left, I'm mm-hmm. just not a fan of some of these guys risking, you know, life and limb doing something, you know, that they're maybe they're mm-hmm. not prepared for. I don't, it's, it's a huge transition, you know. Right. Right. You know, yeah, it, it, I, I just, you know, it just, you know, some of these guys, I just don't know if they're prepared for what's going to happen when they get in there and, and do the bare knuckle fighting. It's so different, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've uh, I've, I've talked to a lot of been talking to a lot of fight fans lately about the BKC and uh, they're really pushing it. I almost thought up signing up for it because I think you got to like it's like twenty bucks or forty bucks for the year, then you get all the fights. I've, I've thought about signing up for it. Um, I, I had to fight with no gloves in Valley Tudo in Brazil, and and the Valley with the gloves people don't get with a B. Can't even say his name. Oh yeah. So the, the the people don't realize when you're not fighting with gloves, you gotta hit strategically, and you're hitting the face. Your hands after a while, your hands end up swelling up like those little five ounce gloves. They just get poofy. Your knuckles are good for cutting, and that's that's the whole part. You know, where I'm teaching people self defense is you know cut around the eyes, the cheeks, the mouth, the nose. That's where they cut. So strategically placing those. I mean, everyone's gonna bleed in those BKCs. So I don't recommend it for anybody's face, but man, it, it, it's really merging up uh, the boxers and the a- MMA guys, and they're pushing it as, as kind of the new thing, so I'm, I, I might check it out. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Good. <laughs> Bob, is, is most of their best still in, in uh, New Orleans? I that's where they originally started. Uh, they're they're kind of all over the place right now. Frank. A lot of the fights are in Florida. That's a Actually, ah. the, one of the main hubs of, of bare knuckle fighting is the state of Florida. Um, they do it in uh, Louisiana. They also do it out in uh, Wyoming. Uh huh. They do everything. Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're right. Yeah. And uh, let me get back over here. Uh, okay. Let's see. I think I'm good. Uh, Ty, what do you think? Ty, what do you think about uh, Izzy uh, Anasaya calling out uh, Priestess? Uh Well, you know what? It, it, so, obviously, that's been kind of a grudge match brewing for a while. But mm-hmm. Izzy took some time off after the loss to Sean Strickland. I heard that he's training. I heard he's teased the showdown. Um, but until somebody puts pen to paper, I, I, I'm kind of like Bob. I don't, I don't pay as much mind to... Uh, chirping on social media. Once they put pen to paper, then we we got to fight to analyze. Mm-hmm. All right. We know. Speaking of pen to paper, um, this week in the uh, all the rags came out. Uh, uh, it seems that uh, uh, what's his name here? Uh, damn. Uh, she, uh, Hearns was talking about uh, – I talked to you about that one already. Uh, Devin Haney and uh, and Garcia uh, have uh, decided that they're going to fight on uh, 420. Um, I guess uh, let's go to Bob Alexander. Or let's say it's Tony. Tony, you had a lot of time off here now. You've had plenty of time to look all this stuff up now. If uh, uh, we need an answer out of you or to check – Checks bounce all the way. Well, it bounces anyway. I can tell you about that, that 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 curd sandwich is going to be bouncing somebody's direction, but mine. I can tell you that. Yeah. Not going to be me. <laughs> yeah. 
Okay. So Ryan Garcia versus Devin Haney. Yeah. I will. I will say I'm not. I'm not a Devin Haney fan. I'm not a big Devin Haney fan. And like I said before, I didn't think he was all that great. I think even one of those fights he won. I can't remember which one it was. He actually even himself was. Uh, he, he, he himself even knew he was. He was questionable. But this last fight or two that I've watched, he's definitely done better. He's done. He's trained differently. But I think when he goes up against Garcia, I think that Garcia is going to throw a liver shot to him that he's not going to be able to take. And I think mm-hmm. that's going to end it for him. I, I truly think uh, Ryan Garcia probably can mop him up on this one and make um, another comeback for himself. Anyway, but mm-hmm. I don't think Devin Haney's going to last for it. That's just my opinion. I mean, he's he's not the, to me. He's uh, he's just a boxer that can move around and get your points in and get jab here and there. But Ryan Garcia's got the power to throw a couple shots to put him on the mat. Okay. All right, Ty. Uh, just like I was uh, saying earlier on when Caden asked me, first of all, it's great that the fight is made. That's, that's you know, first and foremost. Kudos to both guys for seeking out the challenge. Uh, with that being said, we know who the boxer is in the fight, and we know who the puncher is. Um, so it really mm-hmm. just comes down to, to me, if uh, Brian, with his speed and power, can either hurt Devin or if he can mute his offense. Uh, with that said, Devin has more tools in his tool, toolbox. He's a more diverse fighter. Ryan, to me, is, is supremely gifted. Um, and I, I always feel that if Garcia puts it together, and I mean, if he you know, continues to learn and, and develop and puts it together, he's capable of beating anybody around his weight because he's just so talented. He just hasn't quite lived up to that level of potential, whereas – Haney, who's still getting better, um, is looking more comfortable. Uh, right now, I favor Haney, but I think, I, you know, I think Ryan is supremely dangerous. I'm, I'm very high on Ryan Garcia still. So, mm-hmm. interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right, Mr. Alexander, what's your thoughts? Pretty much the same as what Ty was talking about. I, I, I tend to believe that Garcia definitely has a world of talent. I just I'm like him. I don't know that we've we've seen the best of him yet, and you know it's the, it's the time to show the best. You know, fighting a guy like Haney, who's you know got that experience and all that talent too. So, I mean, I see that as a, as almost like a pick'em fight. I mean, it could go you know it could go either way. I would probably mm-hmm. lean toward Haney myself, just like Ty at this point. But it wouldn't surprise me if Garcia, you know, pulled the win. I think he's got that kind of talent. It's just, again, when you step on that big stage, sometimes everything kind of freezes, you know, and and how do you deal with that moment? How do you deal with the being in the spotlight and, you know, on the grand stage? That's that's always the question mark when it comes to fights like this. But Mm -hmm. I would would lean Haney, but I I am not – I'm not ruling out Garcia – in any way, shape, or form. Okay. And I know this is uh, this is the, the fire that's near and dear to the heart of uh, Mr. Bob G. Uh, Jake Paul offered a uh, million dollars ah. to Sean Strickland to fight. No. Good. Hey, I don't like either one of them. The one thing that you yeah, got to get a straight answer. <laughs> Dude, I, I, I'll, I'll, I'll fight them both for five dollars. How about that? There you <laughs> go. <laughs> okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. The, uh, so, I mean, Strickland. You know what? I, I think that, that I would be okay with that. Proving Strickland's not that good if Jake Paul messed him up. Uh, but Strickland would be at least. Now, again, so that's got to tell you something about Strickland, okay? Because Jake Paul doesn't call out good boxers from the UFC. Right. Okay? Right. <laughs> he calls out Ben Askren. He calls out wrestlers. He calls out, you know what I mean? He, uh, did he ever do Edison or that didn't ever happen? I, you know, I, I don't think he that fought anybody. Yeah, that never happened. He never fought anybody with good striking skill. 
And so for the fact for him to call out Strickland goes to show you that Strickland's not that good. About, you know, he got lucky against Izzy. He got, I mean, Strickland wasn't going to stay on top. Strickland, that, that, that he does that kind of southpaw, Philly shuffle side thing. I'm not sure what that is. But, man, I would just kick the hell out of his legs, that guy. Uh, but anyway, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I, I'm not impressed with either one of those guys. I just don't like, I don't know. I'm good, good for Strickland. He gets paid more than the UFC will pay him. That's neat. I, I don't care. Okay. Uh, okay. Tony? Yeah. Thank you. Brian Brian. Versus, uh, uh, oh, my goodness. I bet it is. Who, who what do you think? Uh, Dimitri Bivol. Bivol. Against, uh, yeah. Benavides? Uh, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, is that Six something one. that's been signed or going to go? Or yeah, they signed you... for the first of June. Holy crap! That that one is going to be a big one. Um, mm-hmm. Oh my god! I don't even know. I I don't even know what to say on that one. It's uh, Bivol can stay in the mix and keep punching and get the points. I don't think he'll knock Benavides out. Um, I'm not even sure that I would say Benavides could even knock Bivol out. If anybody's going to get knocked out, it would be Bivol. But I think this one's going to be a points fight to the end, who can get most, the most points in. And it's going to be rough for both mm-hmm. of them. I don't know, man. If I had to, if I had to guess, I'd probably say Bivol a little bit. But I want Benavides to win. I'm a big Benavides fan, but I think Bivol might be able to just get enough in points wise to win it. Mm-hmm. Ty? Well, actually, uh, uh, he's not fighting. Bivol uh, is not fighting Benavidez. Uh, I think he meant to say uh, Better Diaz. He's fighting. He's finally Benavidez. fighting uh, Arthur Better Diaz. And so, with that said, we know Arthur is 20 and 0 with 20 knockouts, um, has showed great conditioning, um, tremendous power, as well as uh, technical acumen that a lot of people didn't recognize he had, even though he has a tremendous amateur pedigree. Everybody was just looking at him as a bruiser. And we know Dimitri Bivol mm-hmm. is a, a fine in-and-out boxer. Um, so it's a fight I've been looking forward to. It's a fight the light heavyweight division desperately needs to find out who is the guy. With that said, I do favor uh, better BF. He is a little long in the tooth, but he hasn't showed any signs of decline. And it also reminds me of his fight a few years back with Alexander Voschek, who uh, is a bit of an in-and-out boxer southpaw. Um, and that was a good fight. Voschek was winning, um, but Better BF was just breaking him down steadily over the fight. Um, and I was I was high on on Voschek, so I think that fight mm-hmm. is similar. Um, I see I see uh, you know Better BF potentially breaking him down late or grinding mm-hmm. him uh, to the point of. If not getting a stoppage, being able to win a decision. Good fight, though. Great fight. The fight we've been waiting for. Good. Tony, what do you think about Tank Davis and uh, Connor Ben? They finally agreed to uh, fight. They haven't put a date yet. Oh, Connor Ben's got a pair of underwear. He's going to need them. Mm-hmm. He's not going to touch that. There's no way. Okay. Mr. Alexander? Uh, that, unfortunately, Frank, that's just one of the fights I have not been able to bone up on, so I, I'm going to have to pass it along, hand the baton off to uh, to my colleagues, because um, I've, I've only had just a little bit of time to uh, start processing everything that's going on uh, in the game with everything I've been mm-hmm. through in the last couple of weeks, so I, I apologize, I just sure. don't have the, uh, I just don't have the info uh, in, in front of me right now, and I, I I do apologize. Everything was short notice, kind of. Yeah. So, um, nope. No problem. No problem. Uh, let's see. With uh, the final on the uh, UFC side, uh, Bob, uh, Jack Hermanson versus Joe uh, Pryor. Uh, that's tonight. <clears throat> that's the headliner tonight. I'm watching some of the fights right now. Yeah. 
that Joe Pfeiffer, so Hermit, <clears throat> sorry, still struggling to get over the throat thing. Um, Hermit is 23 and 8. <laughs> And Joe Pfeiffer's 12 and 2. Jack Ramos is coming off his longest layoff absence since his loss to Roman Dolzai or Dolz in uh, December 22. Um, Hermos is ranked. That's all he's got going for him at this point. He's number 11 in the division, the welterweight. Pfeiffer's the new guy in the division that's He's all the hype. He's all the talk. Uh, he's unless you're talking Bo Nichols in that division. So he's the next, you know, up and comer. Uh, it's just he Bo Nichols is kind of shadowing all the talk on him. But Pfeiffer's moving his his way up on strict, uh, six straight stoppages, and uh, um, so he'll, it's probably just an up and coming way for him to get into the rankings. Mm-hmm. I hate I okay. hate I hate calling out Hermanson her being a stepping stone, but that's what it's looking like. Okay, Ty, what do you think? You know, everything Bob said is spot on. Hermanson is is definitely at this point, you know, unfortunately for him in his career was a you know stepping stone, not even a gatekeeper, but kind of a stepping stone. And Viper uh, can punch. He he can punch. And uh, mm-hmm. you know, Hermanson historically has had problems with guys that can punch and can defend his takedowns. If he gets you on the mm-hmm. ground, he's very dangerous. But uh, I think Pfeiffer has enough defensive wrestling to keep it standing, and, you know, he's going to knock Romanson out, I believe. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, that brings us to the uh, – uh, right up to the end of our time here. Uh, Bob, uh, I really appreciate you coming on, especially with the situation that you're, uh, you're in at this point. I hope your uh, health continues to uh, get better. Uh, we'll try to get over to the hospital to see you uh, sometime, and I guess you'll be there for another week or so. But uh, uh, we'll call uh, before we come. We're not sure. I may be going home as early as uh, as early as Monday. That's what they're telling me. Whoa. So um, great! That's uh, it's a great thing. You know, it's great news because yeah. I'd like to be great able to get back to after I get sure. you know a little bit of rehab. Uh, I want to get back to work, radio, and. Uh, Want to get back to uh, announcing the fights? I'm probably not going to be getting in the ring to do it anytime soon. But there are a number of uh, great promoters in the state that uh, are very happy to have me do the, the uh, fights from ringside. And uh, I know it's not mm-hmm. the traditional thing. It's not what I, what I. It's not what I want to happen. I love being up in the in the ring, and you know. But uh, with with my my situation, it's probably. It's probably going to be a while, you know. So, but I do want to get back to it. I do want to get back in here and uh, now. So I love doing, it. and uh, so hopefully that'll be happening in the next couple of weeks. Um, but I appreciate you having me on, and uh, I promise next time I'll be a little bit more prepared. Okay, we appreciate it, Anthony. Yes, sir. You want to lead us out? Oh, good. How are you? Yes, yes. Like to say to Bob, uh, Bob, I wish you the best. I hope you get well soon and yeah. get out of there and get going. And um, sorry, I was short tonight. I was working hard and hardly working, so I will catch up with you all next week. Though. Yeah, I appreciate it. Thanks for everything you do. Ty? Uh First and foremost, Bob, I just want you to know you're in our prayers and our well wishes. Um, and we're grateful uh, that you would give us your time this evening. Thank you very much. Bob is the co-pilot. Coach Mel's watching over us. Dr. Chris keeps us laughing. Everyone have a wonderful week. Be well. Hey, Big Bob. Oh, of course. Of course. Yeah, thanks for having me on again, guys, this week. Great show. Great being with Ty and Tony and Bob. God bless you and your, your recovery. And hope uh, therapy and everything goes well. Uh, get you back Hello. in that ring as soon as possible. Caden, it was great having you on. Uh, thanks for everybody. Thanks for our listeners. Uh, keep those eyes up, chins down. God bless. Have a great week. And I want to thank all our guests tonight, uh, especially Bob, uh, uh, with um, calling in from, from his hospital bed. Uh, we appreciate everything you do and everything you've done for the program to help us out over the years. Um, Ladies and gentlemen, these programs are brought to you each and every night of the week. In grateful appreciation to the men and women of the United States Armed Forces, 
911 Police and Fire Services. When you're out there, if you see somebody in uniform, please let them know you know they're there. Not everybody in uniform is a bad guy. There's a lot of good guys out there on the road. The, these programs are dedicated to those who have lost their lives in the line of duty. Deputy Robert Anthony Carroll, Patrolman Jeffrey Colcap, Patrolman David Curtis, Patrolman Jeffrey Yazwitz, Sergeant Thomas Batinger, San Diego Officer Mike Hendler, Lieutenant, I'm sorry, Detective Randy Bell, Detective Ricky Childers, uh, Sergeant Tom Wilson, Charlotte County Sheriff's Department, Patrolman Charlie Connett, Tarpon Springs Police Department, <laughs> Deputy Chief Mike Godwin, Philadelphia Fire Department, Lieutenant Joyce Craig Lewis, Philadelphia Fire Department, Sergeant James O'Connor, Florida Police Department, Sergeant Chris Levake, Hillsborough County Sheriff's Department, Patrolman Anafa Christian, Lakeland PD, Lieutenant Joe Zerba, Newcastle County Police, Deputy Josh Meyer, National County Sheriff's Department, Captain Matt Letourneau, Philadelphia yeah. Fire Department, Captain Chris Leach, Wilmington Fire Department, Lieutenant Artis Hope, Wilmington Fire Department, Lieutenant Jerry Pikus, Wilmington Fire Department, Trooper Josh, uh, Joe Bullock, uh, Florida Highway Patrol, Trooper Chelsea Richards, Florida Highway Patrol, Trooper uh, Zachary Ben, Florida Highway Patrol, Chief Al Hogle, Longwood Key Police Department, Chief Jimmy Ford, Wilmington Fire Department, Deputy Mike Hargrove, Pinellas County Sheriff's Department, Deputy Blaine Lane and Deputy uh, Chris Meyer, Oak County Sheriff's Department, <clears throat> excuse me, Sergeant Chris uh, Fitzgerald, Philadelphia Police Department, Tampa University Police Department, and Sergeant Raul Mendez, Philadelphia Airport Police, Philadelphia Police Department. My brothers and sisters, although you may be 10-7 at this point in time, at some time will be 10-10 at the table of the Lord. And then until that time, may the roads rise up to meet you, may the winds be always at your back. May the rains fall softly on your fields, and the sunshine lightly on your face. Until we meet again, may the good Lord keep you and your family always in the palm of his hands. Good night, God bless, and please have a great, safe weekend. And remember, tomorrow is a very big day. Please, if you drink, don't drive. If you drive, don't drink. Have a good night.
Florida. County Dispatch to 1999. County Dispatch to 1999. County Dispatch to 1999. All units be advised, 1999 responded to his last emergency. May God rest his soul and all the souls of the faithful departed. Good night, Bob. We love you and we miss you.